I'm Allegra Levy, and you're listening to the Scout Archives, the place where I have the privilege of introducing you to groundbreaking artists who also happen to be wonderful people. For more information on the guests or to nominate someone, head to our website, www.thescoutarchives.com. You can also follow us on social media at the handle The Scout Archives. And you can reach out to me on Instagram at Levy Allegra. Now let's introduce this month's guest. The phrase, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, most definitely applies to Abby DePhillips. There's not a person you ask who doesn't have only glowing things to say about her kindness, her work ethic, and her intelligence. She has mastered the art of being on Broadway without being on Broadway just yet, surrounding herself with a community of close friends who happen to be New York's finest Broadway performers. But to Abby, these are simply the people who made New York seem more like home. She refers to them as her older brothers and sisters. I consider myself lucky that one of those older brothers brought Abby into my life. While I had known of Abby as a performer back when we were in high school, I did not know our paths would ever cross. I certainly did not expect to be working on set as a stylist on a lingerie shoot when she popped in to cover social media for the day, donning a colorful rain jacket and rain boots. She may have been the most fashionable of all of us that day. While working on sets with her and running around parties with guest lists with her for years, I learned that she was now on the producing track and loving it. And let me tell you, she's good at it, as she has co-produced many concerts, one of them being the popular Pronoun Showdown. She's produced eight in the last year or so. She may aspire to be the brunette Elle Woods, but those who know her know that she's already exhibiting Elle's resilience, positivity, and love of all things pink. You should look at pictures of her living room if you don't believe me. It has not always been sunshine and roses, as Abby speaks about feeling lost and unsure of her path and battling hard days, but she assures me that she loves what she loves and the great days are great, and she itches to share that with the world. And when she gets her turn on Broadway, she knows it will be because she is the brains behind the operation, and that there will be a seriously large community of Abby DePhillips fans in the audience. Abby may feel lucky that she has accomplished what she has at such a young age in this city, but it is those who watch her who are the lucky ones. We are all rooting for Abby DePhillips, no matter what shade of pink she inhabits today. Hi, Abby. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. We're like back at our old stomping grounds. No, I've not been here in a little bit. It's funny. Do you want to tell everyone where we are? We are at Drift Studios in Chelsea, where we worked on Broadway Stalkin together back in the day. Where we met. It's taken us a long time to get here. Yes. <laughs> but because you've been very busy, which is a good thing. But like, that was too long. <laughs> um... So I'm just going to jump right in, I guess. Um, You are, how long have you lived here? I've lived in the city since, I guess, 2014, the fall I graduated. Um, But I grew up in New Jersey, so I was always kind of close. Mm -hmm. And you've been kind of, and when did we start Broadway Style Guide? 2016? I was there 2016. Yeah, I'd imagine... At the same time. I feel like when I started, you were already yeah. here. So, I, yeah, that would be my guess. 2016? Got it. You mentioned New Jersey. I would love to know what your childhood was like. I know you come from a big family. Yes. And I want to know, like, how you got into performing, because you were performing before you were ever on the other side of things. And when you knew you wanted to be around performers. So I 
I was born on Long Island and my mom was a performer her whole life and she she did the performer thing but she always knew she eventually wanted to have a family and be a mom so I'm I'm the oldest of five so when I came around she kind of was still in the world a little bit she was directing and choreographing schools and theaters and things and when she finished performing she was um, working at a high school and I remember it's like my, I think it has to be my earliest memory because I don't remember anything earlier. Um, she was working on a production of Into the Woods and I was like a little like toddler running around like giving people notes like a monster person. Like I have a vivid memory of sitting holding my like my pink kitty, like my little like favorite stuffed animal and I was sitting watching tech and I was like staring straight ahead and this like one of like the high schoolers on lighting was like sitting in the aisle trying to talk to me and I remember thinking like just keep looking forward because he needs to be doing his job so if you ignore him he'll go away at like three or four Whoa. like who did I think I was first of all oh my God. But I remember like running around and playing with like Rapunzel and like this girl Danielle and the girl Nicole that played Little Red who I like have I have no relationship with them like I met them there and that was it, but I like, they're so vivid, so I always wanted to be in that world. I always wanted to be like with the big kids, like backstage and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, then as soon as I was old enough to start doing shows, I, I like immediately jumped at the chance. Got it. Yeah. And you were also involved in pageants for a long time. The weird thing is, not a long time. I did three. Oh, really? Isn't that funny? I started a woman I babysat for she like left Miss USA on the DVR for me and her daughter to watch because she was like, oh, like she'll like love to watch this and whatever. And she came home after like her night out and she was like, you're doing a pageant. And I was like, oh, I have like no idea any of that world. And she's from California and I guess it's a bigger thing out there than it was in Jersey for me. And so she was like, no, you're doing it. And then, I mean, I was 17, so I did it. And then, like, cut to two years late, yeah, uh, like a year and a half later, and I was in this teen United States, and I was like, this was fun. <laughs> like, it was just, like, a really so great experience. Crazy. And you never wanted to keep doing it? No, I, I mean, I'll be honest, anytime I see, like, a ball gown on, like, Instagram, I'm like, ooh, try to compete one more time, but <laughs> I don't think I ever would. It's a big commitment. I mean, it's a full-time job. Yeah. Um, I had the best experience that when I was like, when I knew I was done, um, it was after I gave up my Teen United States crown and I competed for Teen World. And I was like standing there in like the top five and I was like, this was just epic. Like I never wanted there to be anything to sour it after the fact. I never wanted like a mean girl experience or something because it was just so perfect and wonderful. And I mean, everyone I, I like got to know through that time as like family. I mean, I'm a bridesmaid in um, my sister Queen's wedding in a week and a half. Like, it, it's still something that's so part of my life, but I don't think I ever need to compete again. <laughs> got it. Was, because I don't really know so much about pageants, but you have to have a talent, don't you? No. Oh, you don't? Not in all of them. Miss America is really like the only big one okay. that has a talent. Miss USA doesn't have a talent, United <laughs> States doesn't have a talent. Um, Thank God, I think that would have been too stressful. <laughs> Every pageant is a little bit different, but the one I did, it was very, um, 
they really appreciate like an interview situation. So it's interview, swimsuit, evening gown, and then if you make top five, then you have an onstage question, which is always like the ones that go viral when mm-hmm. people sound really stupid. <laughs> So that was all. Where the other girls have to like wear the headphones. Is that what it is? No, it it is definitely that portion. But you like pick out of a hat, so So it's like always a different one. Yeah. So you are standing there, and you're like, "What would I answer for this one?" And like, I remember one of the girls I competed with. Her question was so bad. Not her answer. Her question was so bad, and I like remember standing there being like. Don't, like, shoot everyone a look. Like, did you guys really just ask for that? Like, that was a question, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It was just, like, silly, and I was like, this isn't... But, yeah, it's weird, like, hearing other people's. And you're like, if I had that, what would I say? You know, or you're like, right. I wish I had that one. Right. Wow, that's so crazy. But you were a performer for a while. A while yeah. And you went to... For your first part of college, you went for yeah, performing. Yeah, I went to AMDA for acting. Um, and then I, like, randomly... Like, it's literally what you were saying with your foot. I, I got sick the first day of school, mm. and I stayed sick the entire first semester. Huh. And I was like, am I allergic to school? Like, I was like, am I just not supposed to be here? Like, I just found a journal I had kept, and it was like, first day of classes, like, got sick, like, wonder what's up. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's so crazy. I was like, in and out of the hospital and doctor's offices, like, we could not figure out what was wrong with me. I never really settled in school yeah I mean like I like met really sweet people and I had like re- I had some really amazing teachers and I just never like I never felt like I was really there because if I was in class I was either feeling sick or if I wasn't feeling sick I'd be like when is it gonna happen like when am I gonna get sick interesting so I just was kind of like I just felt a little bit all over the place and then and then when I like left for good I realized like a few months after that that I didn't want to be a performer anymore. So then I was like, okay, we won't go back to any school, you know. Right. It was weird. And you did you end up graduating from from college and no. all? Got it. Okay. So you kind of just like were on your own from the time you left school. Yeah, I guess so. I really never really felt alone. Like I had like a really great community yeah. and. So I was always kind of like, okay. And I I always kind of had the mentality of, like, if I need to go back at some point, like, if there's something I want to do that requires a degree, like, I'll just do that. But at the time, I was like, well, I'll just start auditioning, like, as soon as I get my health health stuff together. Interesting. Got it. So when, was there ever a time when you were kind of like, I don't really know what I'm doing? I don't know what my path is at all if I don't have performing, which I've had for so long and I'm not in school for it anymore, and I'm just kind of, like, in New York, oh, what am I going to do? I was starting to think about other things, and I was like, do I want to be in casting? Like, do I, like, where, is there maybe a different area where I fit better? And that kind of came out of the Broadway Princess Party. Mm-hmm. I And I was truly just assisting on it because the two producers and creators were, like, friends of mine, and obviously I love Broadway and I love princesses so they were like of, like of course can be part of this and I realized during the show I was like putting it together like putting the pieces together is way more exciting to me but at the time which now feels obvious I'm like mm, that's producing but at the time I was like I want to be behind the scenes but where you know right. got it this is weird interesting did you ever try anything else besides that or you just kind of found no. it and knew that's what you wanted I had conversations I felt like any time I had an idea, like casting was a thing for a while that I was like, maybe that's where I should be. And then 
I like ran into a composer, like probably my favorite composer in a restaurant. We like started talking and he was like, you should not be in casting. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he was like, I did, like that's, that's not the fit for you. I don't think that's where you should be. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, wait, then now what do I do? <laughs> so I had never gone to a point that I pursued any other position or any other job or any other area. It was just like a lot of like talking through it and working through that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, and then once I started doing concerts, I was like, okay, we want to produce in, like in the future. That's like a big picture goal. Right. Cool. So we met working at Broadway Style Guide, <laughs> which is a really funny, now that I look back on it, I'm like, what a funny two to three years that was. I loved it. I loved I it. Loved it was like my whole life. I yeah. literally loved it so much. Yeah. And it was just such a good group of people also. I want to know how you got involved with them. What kind of was your role with, because you like, <laughs> were like a jack of all trades. A lot of us had like set in stone like roles of like stylist and yeah. interviewer and uh, <laughs> producer. And, right. <laughs> and also I want to know what did it teach you about like your own producing and stuff like that? Yeah, so what did it, yeah, what did it teach you about like your own like business plans? Yeah. How to run people? <laughs> yeah, so I, I got involved with Nate mm-hmm. um, and that was through Laura. Laura was, um, was major in helping me like figure out what I wanted to be doing. And so she was like, wait a sec, like this might be a good fit. So she talked to Nate and then Nate... Um, it was, I guess it had to be right before the Tonys and Nate like a month before maybe um, and Nate was like yeah I think we would definitely be like needing some help like with all this coming up and happening so he's like let, let me introduce you to Tony so I met with Nate and Tony at Columbus Circle and did you have like a formal interview with them? I thought it was like I no, I thought I was going to. I thought that was, like, meeting him. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I went into, like, great, I'll meet him, and then hopefully, like, then I can get an interview from got that. It. I got it, I got it. And then, like, by the end of the conversation, Tony was like, great, so you'll help us with the Tonys and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I think I'm in. <laughs> I was like, should I get it? So um, I started helping from there, and um, it's funny because I feel like I always kind of end up in that position of, like, what does she actually do? Like, in in a lot of aspects of my life where people are like, so what was your role in that? I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I was just kind of like there. I was just like around. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember I was making a, a resume and I asked Tony, I like texted him, I was like, hey, like, I know this is kind of a weird question. Like, what do I call myself? Like, mm-hmm. when I like list this on my resume. And I remember he was like, he was like, let's just like, like, make it sound sexy and I was like okay (laughs) so I think I could check and see what we ended up going with but I think it was like production associate because I was like production assistant he was like you're not you weren't an assistant though and I was like okay so yeah I don't actually it was something like that but I remember being like Tony that sounds fancy and he was like you did a lot of fancy stuff I was like okay that's true like I gotta work the Tonys and that was like I mean, and so soon after starting, he was like, I'm going to send you to the press room. And I was like, what? Like, it was just so nice that someone I, like, barely knew, like, trusted me with that. 
And yeah, that was crazy. What was that even like? I don't even because I was oh my god, I was like insane. in Tony's house, like right. Making, like, That's why I was like, why do I get to do this? <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what she's doing over there. Oh my god, it was so crazy. It was so cool. My whole life, I I mean, I always dreamt of going to Tony's, but I always. I had this weird thing where people would like enter like the lottery, like to try to get tickets or like go early to try to get into dress rehearsal and stuff like that. And I had this weird like thing where I was like, the first time I go to the Tonys, I want it to be because I'm like needed there. Mm. Whether that's like because a friend is nominated and I like get to go to support them, or if that means this is happening, or like like whatever the reason I like, I want it to be like I'm going because of this, not like I'm going because I was able to get a ticket, which is, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, that's epic, too. But it was, like, this weird thing for me that I was, like, I don't know. It was, like, when I go, I want it to be because I'm invited. Like, it was a weird thing like that. Yeah, I get that. So getting to, like, go for the first time, like, on the job was so epic. It was just cool, like, I don't know. It's the moment, like, you're in the – I was in the press room. So the performer or – creative whoever is on stage and when they accept their word it's like such a crazy hectic situation and then they come into the press room to kind of like talk about it and um kind of go off of like what they had said on stage and on television but it's really cool because it's like the moment after it kind of hits them because I feel like the on-stage moment is such a whirlwind, so then to, like, be, like, a few feet away from someone that's just, like, oh, my God, everything I ever dreamt of in my life just happened mm-hmm. is, like, oh, my God, it was so special. It was so special. And it was just revolving doors. So you're, like, <laughs> congrats, congrats. Like, it was so oh, great. that's so crazy. Oh, my God, that's I loved awesome. it. I had the best time. I loved that job. Did it teach you anything about how you run your yeah. business? I mean, I... I had never really been in an environment like that before, so to watch like just really good professionals work and to watch, um, I mean, obviously all of them, but like Tony was just such a master in like handling a situation. Yeah. Um, which I suppose was his job. <laughs> yeah. So to watch like something go wrong and Tony be like, no, it's okay, like here's what we're gonna do, was a really cool thing to watch because in the past, and it's never been a close enough environment, but I've, you know, teachers and things in the past to watch people panic and then it stresses out other people. Tony was always so cool, calm, and collected on the job, as was Nate, as was Jenny, as was that whole team. So to watch, like, things get handled a lot faster yeah. when you just work through the problem instead of talking about the problem and how did this go wrong and what did we mess up and whose fault was that? That it was just kind of like, okay, here's where we go from here. Right. Um, was really cool and that's how, I didn't even really realize I was doing it, but there have been moments in, now in my work where I'm like, I, earlier on, I think now I'm, I'm a bit more comfortable, but early on where I'd be like, like what would Nate do here? Or like, like, okay, like how would Tony respond to this email? Things like that, that I definitely, definitely literally learned in this room, <laughs> which was cool. When you made the switch from being on stage as a performer to kind of taking like a behind the scenes role, yeah. was it liberating or did you feel like you were kind of leaving a part of yourself behind? Like, because I mean, it's different for everybody, but usually yeah. people who 
you know, find something that they like more, it's so much more liberating. Yeah. Oh, and it absolutely was. There was definitely, like, a little panic period, but as soon as I, like, really started... It was a panic period when I was like, is this what I really want to be doing? When I kind of realized I didn't want to perform anymore. But as soon as I was, like, producing my first concert, I was like, oh, no. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, looking back, it's interesting to think that at that Broadway Princess party where I kind of like made the decision literally during one of Laura's quick changes, I was like, um, plot twist, I don't want to be on stage ever again. I realized that it, I think it's very, I don't want to say easy, but I think it is, it's not insane in this industry to do more than one thing. Yeah, of course. And I mean, there's a million actor directors, there's a million actor producers, like people creating their own work. I mean, people are writing shows for themselves like it's awesome so I think it's interesting that at that time I wasn't like I also want to produce I was like I well again I didn't realize it was producing at the time but I was like I I don't want the on stage thing at all and now like I I guess I have like a performer personality mm -hmm. um it's like one of those things that people are always like so I'm assuming and like I kind of like love gaming you're like no I'm not an actor, and people are like, oh, what are you doing then? <laughs> like, right. I'm like, oh, like, it now is something I'm, like, proud of in a sense, that mm -hmm. I'm, like, I, I guess just proud that, like, I found this, like, a position that I feel really comfortable in and really comfortable, but also, like, it's an ongoing challenge, but comforting in the fact that I know it's where I'm supposed to be. Right. I must have thought that, too, about you as well when I first met you. Yeah, I, a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't even, I mean, I don't even know if it was because of your personality. I think it was just because you were in a production, <laughs> I'll never forget, oh. of Bring It On, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I felt like it was like the talk of the town because Lauren was in it. That's hilarious. And I just felt like everyone I knew was in it. And I was that's just like, so this funny. is so funny. I didn't even know where it was happening, but I was just like, wait, that's hilarious. This is happening. And that's how I knew you were. Because you were in every photo with everybody. That's so and funny. And you were on the set with me at the fucking lingerie show. Wait, that's hilarious. Like, that's <laughs> oh my god, how funny is that? But I just didn't real. I just didn't know what you had been doing for the past right two years. That's also so funny because Bring It On is where I met Ben Rahula, who's my music director for everything. Right. So it's like just a weird segue. Wait, that's so crazy. Yeah, that's so funny. So what was your first project that you took on by yourself and? Like, how did it go? What, did, what was it all like? Um, so technically it was um, Nathan Lucrezio, who's like an amazing performer. He's in Aladdin right now. He, um, his voice is insane. So I was like, Nathan, you have to do, you have to do your own show. And he was like, only if you're helping me. I was like, okay. So I, I like produced it, but a solo shows are hard. For the most part, performers kind of know what they're doing. And so like Nathan really barely needed my help. Yeah. So like that one, he, I mean, he always credits me for it, but I'm like, I didn't do much. Like, let's, like, really be fair yeah. <laughs> to a ton. Um, so it was, like, it started with, like, small things like that. And then um, I started co-producing a series called Pronoun Showdown. And then I co-produced 54 Things Legally Blonde, which was, like, like a big undertaking, um, but epic. And then I am doing a concert in December that is technically the only one I've ever done on my own hmm. um I mean I like working with people I like having yeah. like a buddy like to go off of and to be like look at this idea or like oh my god that's brilliant 
but this is the first one that I'm like, okay, like, let me, like, try, like, doing it completely by myself. Is it part of the Pronoun Showdown series? It's not. It's, it's called um, a Broadway Breakup Playlist. Yes, I've so. seen. <laughs> Got it. Okay. But, like, just announced. Don't worry. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, let's talk about Pronoun Showdown. Okay. What inspired the, the idea? I mean, I don't... Was it around before you were a part of it? No. Right. You got you and uh, Kimberly Jenna Simon. Yes. Um, created it together. Yes. Um, what is your relationship together? How do you guys work together? And how, I guess, what inspired the idea? How you're like growing the show, reaching it to new yeah. audiences? And what's the process, I guess, of putting on a show like that? So, I was producing this concert with Kim and another performer had this idea of doing switching genders in songs. Mm -hmm. So not a miscast situation, but how is this song different if a man is singing versus a woman? Mm -hmm. So things like, um, I mean, the example I always use, which is now funny because we've done in pronoun showdown, but like dead girl walking from Heather's. As a female, it's like, oh, like, you go, girl. Like, she, like, took the, like, the lock off his window, and she's telling him, like, what she wants. And, like, if it's a man singing it, the song gets real short because yeah. creepy. there's a 911 phone call in the first 30 seconds yeah. of the song. You know, you're like, you, no, no, you can't. Yeah. So um, it was, like, an interesting thing to explore, like, songs that kind of, like, take power away from a woman, but if, like, someone else is singing it, it's different. So... Um, that concert ended up falling through, and then Kim and I started talking about, kind of on accident, just, like, um, on my own, if it's on your own, and it's Marius singing it instead of Eponine, um, I'm not that girl, you're not that girl, I always go with, like, the mean versions, and then we, like, kind of got into, like, well, burn if Hamilton is singing it instead of Eliza, like, does it come off as guilty, does it come off as, like something he regrets so when we started exploring that we were like i think there's maybe like a full concert out of this and then we are now this weekend we'll be doing our eighth in a year so it's or i guess now it's about a year and a few months but um it, it grew pretty fast and people have been really amazing and supportive and people mm -hmm. come back like for all of them which i'm like this is so crazy to have like such like a loyal group of people yeah um supporting us and yeah it's been really it's been really fun and like kind of unexpected how much it has taken off. Yeah. And you're bringing it to San Francisco, aren't you? Yeah. That's, so that's this weekend and it's the first time we're doing it outside of New York, which is a little bit daunting, but exciting. I'm excited for, I mean, there's people that have been messaging since last April being like, bring it to San Fran. So we were like, okay, <laughs> sure. So crazy. How do you choose the performers? So, more often than not, we choose the songs first and then we cast. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, occasionally there's, like, a performer that I'm like, oh, eventually, like, it'd be awesome to have them do this song. So we just wait until they're in town or they're available or they're done with their show or whatever the reason is. Um, but, yeah, usually it's song first and then literally just casting. Like, who makes sense for... Angelica, we need, like, if we're doing Burn from Angelica's perspective, it, it needs to be someone that when they walk on stage, there's something very Angelica about them, and they're not really an Eliza, like, so there's a clear cut, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's weird, we get really into it. <laughs> Interesting. 
Love it. Speaking of the Broadway community. Yeah. You have a lot of friends. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, <laughs> and you know a lot of people in the business now, I feel yeah. like. Um, and a lot of them are older than you, I feel like, too. Yeah. Um, so I want to know how that all, I guess, I mean, it really must have started with Laura, I guess. Yeah. And um, what have those people taught you about the business, about working with artists, and if you ever have trouble finding the line between produce female producer who's younger than a lot of these people sure. and friend. This is like the most supportive community ever. So I I feel like I have a lot of big sisters and big brothers in the community that really look out for me and if there's an opportunity that they think I'm right for they're like the first to recommend. So it's in terms of like producing concerts, it's been so nice because it's people that like are way too fancy and way too famous to be doing these concerts that are like, no, like of course I will do that for you. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Um, I kind of have always had friends older than me. Mm -hmm. uh, like in dance classes and like middle school, I always like wanted to be chatting with like the like high school teacher and not like the people my age, um, which was weird. And that's kind of just like been a thing like throughout my life. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the friendships I've, I've made in this community are so lucky and some are so random, like where people are like, but like, how did you meet? And you know, it's, I think it's true anywhere. Like you click with people you're going to click with. Um, like Katie Rose Clark is one of my best friends and I truly like went over to her at the bar at 54 Below one night and I was like, I think you're amazing, blah, 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 blah. And like by the end of the conversation, we were like, okay, like we're exchanging numbers and like now, like we're like this. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's a funny thing because people are like, how did you meet up? Like I literally just went up to her at 54 Below. Like it's weird how things like that happen, but it's also, I think it only seems weird because it's like someone on Broadway and I grew up as, and am still a Broadway fan. You know, I think you can click with someone that you're like, we literally just like met at Starbucks. Like it was so random, but yeah. like now we're friends. It's just... I guess it's like the fan factor is where people are like, wait, how did that happen? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. Do you ever feel like there's any sort of strange role that you have to take on when you're a producer? Um, sometimes, sometimes it gets tricky just because pretty much all my friends are performers. So in terms of casting things sometimes, there's like 15 people I could use for something and for one reason or another, you know, you, like you have to pick one and it it's, hasn't caused any like major problems yet, but there's definitely been conversations of like, like I hope this isn't weird for you, but like we went with so-and-so for X, Y, and Z right. or things like that or, you know, just people asking like, you know, whenever, whenever I like post something on Instagram, like announcing a show, um, the cast list is usually set before I announce, um, so it's always like a little bit tricky then you get like the flood of DMs or texts of people like, can I please do this? And I'm like, I'm so sorry, like it's kind of done and this is why, but like I'll for sure like keep you in mind like the next time around. It, it's just a little tricky because I, I don't know, I like, I love being able to support my friends so I want to be able to do it 100% but I'm like, 
there could be a hundred people in this concert, you know, right. which like can happen. Yeah. It's like we have 15 songs, so only 15 people I love get to be in this one, which is always a little tricky. Mm, got it. Do you, this is just a, to go back a little bit. Yeah. Do you, how do you and Jenna kind of, no, you and Kim okay. work together? Like who takes on what role? Do you guys do everything together? Pretty much. Um, Kim does like, um, Kim is really good with graphic design, so she, that's like, that's probably like the one thing that I'm like, no, that's very much only one person doing it, because right. I just physically cannot, but even that, like, she's very patient, and where I'm like, can we move that, like, a little bit over, and she's like, yep, girl, no problem, and, like, takes care of it, but she's really good with just putting it together, where she'll, where she'll be like, what's your vision, and I'm like, something San Francisco-y, like, maybe, like, the background is, like, something San Francisco she's like okay say no more and then she like sends like the template she made and I'm like oh my god it's like exactly what I dreamt of without knowing it was what I was dreaming of she's like okay I'm making them now so that's probably like the one thing that like is really one person yeah. but everything else choosing songs casting um changing the lyrics uh picking like the colors for the shows it, it's it's very much the two of us Is there someone that you've met since moving here who's kind of shaped your experience here in New York the most? Laura. Got it. She was a huge role model when she was on Grease, You're the One That I Want. Um, I remember watching it and a judge told her um, that she wouldn't be successful in New York because she's too kind and it would like eat her alive. And I remember watching on TV and being like, I really hope that's not true, like, because this is where I want to, like, that's where I want to be someday, and that makes me really sad that, like, you can't be kind and successful. Yeah. And so to get to watch, as years go on, Laura just, like, skyrocket to the top, and being so kind to people, and having, like, such an amazing reputation, she was always, like, what I wanted to be, and, like, the, the example that I wanted to set in, like, in my community, let alone like in like the real world. And then getting to meet her and having her like not only be so kind and wonderful and everything I wanted her to be, to have her like take me under her wing. And she, I mean, she's been such a champion to me when I thought I wanted to do casting. She was like, okay, here's the people we're gonna contact. This is what we're gonna do. She was always, and is always such a support system. Um, anytime I have a concert then she's not in town for, I like, wake up to a Marco Polo from her, like her wishing me luck. And she's just, she really has been like the perfect example and like the role model I hope that I can be for like the younger girls that are now supporting me and like sending me messages the way I sent Laura messages. So I just, yeah, she's, I mean, she's been amazing. I, I would not have any of the stuff I have in this city if it wasn't for Laura. Do you like alone time? And how much alone time do you have to yourself? And what do you do? Because you live alone, and you've kind, yeah. of, you've kind of always lived. You haven't ever had a roommate. No. Um, I mean, I'm the oldest of five kids, so as soon as I was out of that, I was like, right. bye. Yeah. <laughs> Living by myself. But since you do have such a like great community here, yeah. I just feel like you're always with people, but you do go home yeah. by yourself. I love alone time. I love alone time. I... I love girl time and I love hanging out with my guy friends. Like I love, I love my people so much, but I love my alone time. I 
I mean, I like traveling by myself. I like driving by myself. Like, um, like I love like a solo road trip. Hmm. That and that's kind of always been the case. Like even like growing up, we'd have like all of our cousins over and stuff, and it would like always get to a point that I'd be like, I need to like go watch like Lizzie McGuire in my room, and then I'll come back down. <laughs> like I need to like do my own yeah. thing. <laughs> so yeah, living alone has been really great for that because when I first moved into my first apartment by myself, people were always like, Oh my god, I feel like I'd be so lonely without a roommate. And I was like, I mean, I have friends here, so. If I'm lonely, I see people. Right. You know, it's New York. It's not like I'm, like, in the middle of nowhere where mm-hmm. it's, like, I, I, like, can't drive and see you right now. Like, I mean, it, it's, it happens all the time. I'll be, like, by myself in my apartment and someone's, like, I'm, like, leaving an audition. Like, what are you doing? I'm, like, great, come over. But, I mean, I need that time. I need my alone time. I love it. I think it's so important. Yeah. Cool. Okay, you present this very um, happy, positive which you are that way as well, because I know you. Um, but what is something that people would be surprised to know about you in terms of what you've been through to get to where you are right now? I mean, I've battled depression. I, I've been in really dark places. Um, I went through like a hard situation about a year ago that kind of just shook me in like a way I wasn't really anticipating it to. There, I mean, there's definitely highs and lows, but, like, the one thing I, I hope I don't sound like I'm, like, sitting on a high horse here, but, like, I really don't try to put anything on social media that isn't what I'm actually feeling or what I'm actually going through. I mean, sometimes I'll maybe lessen it or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I feel like my social media, I like, I like being for me, so there's, photos that I'll post that I'm like, no one else is gonna care about this, but like, I like it. it like, Instagram to me feels like a mini like digital scrapbook. Mm-hmm. Where like, I like scrolling through my own and being like, that was such a fun day. And like, oh, like, that was so cute and whatever. So I'm kind of like, it's like, it's mine. And like, if you wanna follow along and you wanna like, like walk with me through this, like I would like love that. But I don't know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to like cultivate an image that I don't, feel like is actually me and and that's not that's really not even like trying to be prideful or yeah or boasting in any sense I just I'm like this is really all I know how to do is like show people like who I am and if you can relate to that or if that's like a fun thing to witness awesome but like I won't sugarcoat like the bad days like I mean there's days that I like definitely don't post anything and I'm like just like not really feeling it and like that's what it is and then like there's days where I'm like, sorry, my story just like looks like a bunch of like little dots because like, look at this dog on the street, like this cupcake in the window. Like if things are making me happy, you'll see it. Right. I don't know. I'm like, there's only so much we can share. So I'll share the things that make me happy, but I'll share the bad days too. Got it. Got it. Um, speaking of social media, yeah. I mean, you kind of answered my question about <laughs> it, but um, now that you kind of gained a following yeah what is that like like I mean how is that how do you interact with people on there do you find that that is the way that you make a lot of friends I mean it's it's such an odd thing because I don't I mean I'm 23 so I social media was around when I was like full-time fangirl Mm -hmm. like in school and 
like I remember getting excited when like someone like when I would like post a picture with like someone I was a fan of and they would like like it like I remember like that excitement so now it's funny because I'll like kind of mindlessly do it where I'm like oh like they were so sweet like that was fun and I'll like double tap and then like they'll like post it on their story and be like she liked it and I'm like wait me <laughs> I'm like that's that's right. weird that like that's <laughs> I'm like so you weird. care <laughs> you know um and it's like I don't know it's such a sweet thing when people like people that follow me on Instagram that now like come to like shows that I get to work on with like these like thoughtful gifts and like things that I'm like oh my god this is absolutely something I would have done and have done and it's weird because I'm like I, I'm not as cool as like these people I did it for so it's interesting now to like have like a taste of that that I'm like oh like you're like you're here for me and like you're supporting me I just I feel so lucky and I I mean I wouldn't be able to do the things that I get to do without these like really sweet loyal like people and I'm so grateful for it and that's kind of one of the reasons I'm excited to do concerts in other cities is like mm -hmm. people I haven't gotten to meet that just like I mean I can like scroll up and like the messages and I'm like oh my god they've been supporting me since 2017 and like yeah now it's like two years in and they're like still here like that's so crazy to me it's so nice it's so wonderful it's very cool what is like a dream project and a dream collaborator I am obsessed with, um, there's a producer named Stacey Mindich. Um, she's the Dear and Handsome mm -hmm. producer. I think she's the coolest thing in the world. I, to like someday be able to work with her would be absolutely insane to me. Um, it was actually during the Tonys, I was working in the press room that year as well. And she was on stage like accepting the award and I was like, when she like came up, I was like, oh my God, who is this woman in like this beautiful like Cinderella princess ball gown with like this like beautiful hair. And she thanked her parents for indulging her need to see a chorus line like 27 times or whatever the number was. And I was like, and I remember like anyone in the press room that had known me like turned around and they were like, is that you? Because I'm like the worst repeat offender when it comes to shows. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I hope it is someday. Like, I hope that's me eventually so working on literally anything with her would make my life um but just any any like full-scale musical I think is like the eventual goal yeah. I always joke legally blonde but I think that might be happening without me in the near future really there's just productions popping up that I'm like I wouldn't be shocked if it's happening interesting um but yeah, that would be like that would be epic. That would be oh my god, I would implode. <laughs> like I'd be yeah, like, there's no so reason you. to go on after this because this is all I've ever wanted. Of Even course. just the concert, I was like, this is my dream. <laughs> um, would you ever consider working on another aspect of the show? Like, would you ever consider writing or directing? Um, maybe. Never yeah. say never. I always kind of like. I mean, I have notebooks and notebooks of like half written young adult books from like when I was younger mm. I always kind of was all over the place which again is why I'm like how did I how did I not know I wanted to be a producer yeah um and I love like I love going like back to like help like my high school and they did Legally Blonde a year ago two years ago now and um getting to work with kids in the show that would like come up and be like you know this like what do you think and I would like get to like give them my notes and stuff and I love like coaching um, kids I used to babysit on auditions and things like that 
So I do like, I mean, it's like the coolest feeling ever is like talking someone through a scene and then like watching like the light bulb moment of like, can I do it again? And I'm like, oh my, they got it, they got it. Like they know what they're doing now right. is really exciting to me, but I don't know if I'd ever want to direct like in a full scale. Mm -hmm. I think like coaching is fun, but I don't know if I'm like, here's a vision for a full production. I of don't course. know if that's something that um, I have the brain for. Right, okay. <clears throat> I ask this to everyone, yeah. so I'm not trying to think about it. Have you ever been in love? And if so, what was it like? I haven't. I like love really hard and like I, I mean, I'll like meet you and tell you I love you within 10 minutes, but in like a romantic situation, I've like felt really strongly for people in the past, but I've never, that like overwhelming, like this is like it situation, I've, I've never, I've never had. Do you imagine what it would be like ever? Um, I, I have a friend that he always, um, and talking about it in like friendship terms too, he'll talk about it and he's, I'm sorry because you can't really transcribe this, so I'm trying to think about how I can verbalize it, but he's always like, love is not this, love is this. Okay. So, I'm like already like, because I've been there where I'm like, I'm sorry, how do you want me to type that? <laughs> Wait, so love is like a... Like, he's a like, it's not a grip. It's, okay. it's not like holding on to something with all your might, it's letting go. And like... Huh open arms and like open hands and like it should be freeing it shouldn't be um like having to grip something tight and mm. like you can't force it I guess yeah and I mean and he was saying it in in terms of <laughs> me trying to fix someone else's problem and he was like that's not love like you trying to control the situation and like help this person get through it is not love you kind of have to like let them make mistakes because you love them mm. and I was like oh okay so, I don't know, love like makes me excited though because the way I love my friends and like the way I love the people in my life, I'm like, oh, to like imagine something even more like that, I'm like, that sounds epic, <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I completely understand that. Okay, very cool. Um, now I have some like fun questions. Dreams. Those were fun too though. They are, <laughs> I just they these are more like, um, I guess shorter questions. Okay. I know, sorry, um, I'm like, on, 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 on. <laughs> um, How do you make yourself feel better when you're sad? A show tune, <laughs> a musical, a baked good, Netflix, hot Cheetos. Just like Ooh, the things okay. that make you happy anyway. I'm like, let's amplify it, you got know? It, got it. <laughs> what, is, okay, is there a musical or a play that you wish you had produced, and how would you change it if you had produced it? I mean, I always say if I had worked on Legally Blonde, or if I like ever got to like do a production legally bond now I'm like there's so little I would change. change. I just think it was so perfect. It was so perfect. But was. getting to watch the perfection come to be would have been epic. So like maybe that. Mm -hmm. Um I would have loved to have like, been on bandstand. Um, I was wondering when you were yeah. talking about bandstand. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for this. Um yeah. Yeah there's uh there's a show in development I really love but I don't even need to be a producer on I just I'm like let me like sweep the floor like just like let me be in that room but um it's a Huey Lewis jukebox musical called Heart of Rock and Roll mm -hmm. but like uh, but again I don't even need to be a producer I'm like just like let me like let me sit and watch you guys work you know Love it. what's your favorite donut <clears throat> flavor and from where oh, um all-time favorite 
is there's a passion fruit pavlova seasonal donut at Sidecar Donuts that I loved. Uh, cake batter from Donut Bar I love. Brooklyn Blackout from Donut Plant I love. And there's like a once in a while um, rose dough flour donut at Donut Plant that is also amazing. There's a place that just opened up on right next to Tish. Across the street from Tish. What is it called? Oh wait, I didn't, oh my gosh, I'll, I'll have to, it's um, I think it's called the Donut Shop. Oh, okay. It's literally across the street from Tish, so it's on um, Waverly and Broadway. Okay, I'm like, um, never done I'll look it up after this. They literally <laughs> just opened, wow. like, maybe two weeks ago, but they had been, like, the place has been under construction, Forever. so like, coming soon for, like, two years. Oh my god, okay, I'm excited. And I was like, that's, I can't believe I didn't text you about it earlier, because I was thinking about you every single time I would walk to Tish, I'd be like, well, oh, now I gotta now. go, now I gotta go. <laughs> If you could only listen to one song for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. Like, first thought is so much better from Legally Blonde. Mm. But I'm also like, I love so much um, Taylor Swift's All Too Well. But it's like so sad that I'm like, is that the only thing I want to listen to the rest of my life? Probably so much better. Got it. Which character from a Broadway show are you most like, or do you aspire to be? Elle. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> Probably Elle, just in terms of like, I just, I love the way she handles pain, and I love the way she handles getting hurt and getting back on her feet, and I don't know, if someone says something insulting, I like really take it to heart. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, I love, like, the way, like, someone will insult her, and she's, like, okay, and then, like, pushes forward, but doesn't let herself get walked all over. Mm. Um, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> That's all I have for you. Love! Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. All right. Those are great questions. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. And thank you to Abby DePhillips. She is quite a fabulous young lady. And I loved working with her. And I'm so excited for all the things that she's doing. You can follow Abby on Instagram if you want to see a lot of pink and donuts and just everything great about New York at Abby DePhillips with one L. And you should also all get tickets for a Broadway breakup playlist, which is happening on December 8th at 54 Below. Thanks so much, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.